And welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. My name is Tudor, and this is my podcast, The Seven Transformations. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, I will be doing an episode today on gratitude. So I had a lot of good feedback from last month about uh, the episode on gratitude I did, the gratitude practice. If you haven't checked that out, you can go ahead and look for it. It's in the list. But I want to start including more of that because gratitude is a very critical skill. It's a very critical habit for maintaining transformation, for maintaining happiness in your life. It is one of the simplest things we can do, and yet one of the most probably overlooked, you know, for its effectiveness. There's books on gratitude, there's mantras, there's all kinds of things. And ultimately what it comes down to is regardless of how you incorporate it in your life, it's good to do it regularly. So today's episode is going to be obstacles to gratitude, because there are a few for sure that I personally have experienced in my life that I see in others in the work that I do uh, and in my experiences just working with people, teaching, competing. I compete regularly. If you don't know, I'm a professional ballroom dancer, so you know my career exposes me to a lot of performance, you know, related issues, things like that. You know, and of course, the issue of gratitude comes up. You know, for example, especially if you get a result you don't want, you know, how can you bounce back from that? You know, ultimately that's what gratitude is. Gratitude is a tool to help you bounce back from the inevitable slings and arrows of life, right? We're going to go through life no matter what, there's always going to be conflict, there's always going to be failure, there's always going to be things that, you know, we don't expect. And those things are unavoidable. There's no way to control for it, regardless of how much we want to get all our eggs in a basket. It's just not going to happen. And that's why gratitude is such an essential part of living life, because it combats the overall reason why we are unhappy. And what that reason is, is that something is not enough. You know, in psychology, in spirituality and transformation in whatever kind of realm of personal growth you want to dip your toes into, it all comes down to the same thing, which is something is not enough. That's what our egos are based upon. That's what our, you know, personalities are, you know, in psychology. That is what all these earthly things are constructed. You know, something happens, let's say as a child, and that convinces you that you are not enough, or you're not pretty enough, you're not strong enough, you are not whatever enough. And as silly as those little things are, they make a huge impact in our lives. They follow you every day, in every conflict, in every situation. Uh, Everything that triggers you is actually quite simple. And if you take the time to observe yourself regularly, to notice, it is ultimately the same conflict every time. It just has a different flavor, different person, different situation, you know, whatever that may be. But really, it is the same thing, you know. So it comes down to something about not being enough in some way. And that's why gratitude is so vital. It is, I can't emphasize to you the impact it has had on my life and the lives of others that I know. It is such an amazing thing because it can instantly flip a situation. It is the practice of reframing anything. 
And if you can include it regularly in your life through writing, through your speaking, how you speak to people, what are you grateful for, you know, um, just taking the time to notice everything around you and what you enjoy about it, what you're grateful for. Those kinds of habits on a regular basis will reshape your mind. They will retrain it because you've already trained it in some way. You know, we complain on a regular basis about things. Well, that has an impact on your mind. It trains the synapses and neurons through language and words that you use, either silently or out loud, to program your worldview. And that's why committing to gratitude and gratitude practices in various shapes and forms. You know, I started my blog again about two years ago uh, with the initial purpose of just writing about things that I'm grateful for. I went through a very difficult period in my in my life at that time, and gratitude helped me snap out of a potentially downward spiral, you know, and I had a gratitude journal every morning I was writing. I had my blog. I was practicing verbalizing my gratitude, and I can tell you that within an, a matter of even just two months, I've been doing this for a while now, but even in just two months, it really made such a difference in how I viewed conflict immediately and how I viewed something that I didn't like. So, you know, give it a shot. Try it. If if you don't have a journal, get one. Get one in the morning. Just take, take five, ten minutes. Write a couple things. Address the things that you are grateful for in your life because when you're too busy, you know, gratitude, this is actually a great segue because this is the first obstacle to gratitude. And the first obstacle is the speed of our lives. You know, gratitude is not something that happens when things are moving fast. I have a great example with this. You know, I, one time, excuse me, one time I had some extra time at work. So I decided to just go walk around just the area, the neighborhood of where my job is at. I have never do that because I always drive there. I don't have a reason to. So it really struck me because I noticed things that I didn't notice before. There was, you know, these little trees and shrubs and whatever, these little shops that I never noticed because I was always moving too fast. And, you know, I was relaxed. I had some time. I was like, oh, this is really neat. And this is the point. You know, whenever I ride my bike, I feel the same way. There's so many things around my neighborhood that I had no idea were there. They're beautiful. They're interesting. They're neat in some way. And you don't notice those things when you're moving too fast. The speed of your life will obscure to you the little things. And it's the little things that will make you grateful, that will help you get in tune with the value of your life. Because there's a lot of things that will convince you that your life is not valuable, that it's terrible, that you have it so hard. And certainly, you know, we've all been there. But when you take the time to just stop, relax, take a break from your busy life, and go slower, gratitude can arise. It is something that happens slowly. So breathe, slow down. That is the number one thing, the first thing that you should do to help yourself build a habit of gratitude. You cannot be going fast and be grateful. It's just impossible. And so this, the second, it's also, you know, these things are all related. They're kind of in an order, but not necessarily. The second thing is related to going fast, which is our senses. You know, gratitude, oftentimes when we're grateful or when we're 
very present in the moment. Like, let's say I'm at the beach and I'm just there without a care in the world. And I just hear the sound of the ocean waves flowing in and out of the beach. I feel the air and the sun on my skin. I smell the smell of that salt water. You know, all those things just make you so full. You know, you feel enough. You feel like this is all I need. This is beautiful. I'm so lucky to be alive to be able to experience these things. And what that is, is that it is a communication with your senses. You know, our senses are such an amazing thing. They're a tool for experiencing life and seeing the mystery and and wonder that it has to offer. You know, when you eat slowly and you actually are present to take every bit of that bite in, you have a totally different experience of the food. Try, you know, whatever you eat on a regular basis when you're rushing around, try taking the time, like double the time that you would normally have to eat it. Chew slowly, put it, you know, put every little bite and and give it a chance to be experienced. And when you utilize your senses, that will definitely help you become more present, which goes back to our first point of slowing down, you know, slow down and smell the roses, as they say, and experience life, you know, because there's there's no other result. When you're going slow and you're fully present and you are using your senses, there is no other result other than gratitude because life is beautiful. Life is amazing. This machine that we're in, this universe, this clockwork, this body, it is something beyond any comprehension. And when you are slow enough to appreciate that, you are filled with gratitude and joy, you know. But the obstacle is that our senses are constantly over, you know, overstimulated. You know, with the food we eat is so much salt and sugar and fat that we don't have an appreciation for finer, you know, finer tastes. We are sometimes desensitized too. Because all these things, you know, even visually, you're constantly, you have so much stimulation through the media that you look at, through the advertisements, everything trying to snatch your attention. We become desensitized to look, you know, they say the average person's attention span is like less than a goldfish today, which is, it's sad. You know, you wonder back in the 1700s, 1600s, when people were going to symphonies and they could pay attention for much longer, what that experience was like when you can just sit and be with something. You know, it's much easier to be grateful when your senses are not desensitized, either oversensitized or desensitized. But either way, the point is gratitude involves your senses and learning to live a sensory life. You know, you could even say sensual. That doesn't mean sexual. It just means being in tune with your senses, seeing the joy that arises from from using them, you know. And so that, you know, first is speed of your life. The second is using your senses. And the third, <clears throat> there's four more. The third obstacle to gratitude that I personally have found one of the most important is energy, your body, your physical body, the energy that goes through your body, your chi, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, your body has these cycles that it goes through. It it has natural cycles, regardless of what you do. I take 
a million and one supplements. I'm very active. I eat extremely healthy for the most part. And it doesn't matter. There are days when I just do not want to get out of bed. And that's that, you know, and I even actually tracked it because I'm anal like that. I made a spreadsheet for an entire month. And about 50% of the time, I was tired and had a quote unquote, you know, low day. And 50% of the time, I feel on top of the world and I can create anything. So regardless, you know, everything stayed the same. And it was in patterns. It was like two days really good, then, you know, two days bad, then three days good, then two days low energy. And so ultimately, there's always going to be fluctuations in that. Again, there's nothing you can control on that end. You can, to some extent, you should be eating healthy, drinking water, all these habits to maintain a vital body, a strong life force. But there is also an aspect that you cannot control. So the question is, when you are low energy, that is something to be aware of. And it's not like you can just blink your eyes and suddenly you have a lot of energy, but it is partly in the mind. You know, sometimes when I've been absolutely exhausted, I didn't feel like doing anything. and I'm complaining in my mind. I'm bitter. And sometimes what snapped me out of it was having a new idea, a new creative idea or something to snap me out of that mindset. And suddenly I had a second wind. Now, you know, granted, that's not always going to happen. But the point is that the influence of your mind and your perception, your worldview, is very intimately tied to your energy. If your energy is low, you will not want to talk to anybody. You're not going to see the miracle of life. You're not going to be grateful, of course. Uh, and so you have to watch. You have to watch for that. So what can you do if you're low on energy? Be aware of it. That's the number one thing. Be aware, and be aware that you are more likely to be ungrateful, to be, you know, reacting to things. And just by being aware of it, you will reduce the impact of that day. Some days are meant for creation and for living life to its fullest. And some days, it's just about the process and learning and seeing what you can learn. But they're all good days in some way. So one thing you can do, again, maintain your body, do what you can do on the part that you can control. But the part that you can't control, even if you wake up tired, be aware of it. And that's it. Just notice it. It's a normal part of the day. Accept it acceptance of your natural cycles, you will be able to negate their, you know, not all of them, but most of their influence on your thinking. So be mindful of your natural movements through your body, of the fact that it fluctuates, that kind of thing. You know, we move on to the fourth obstacle, which is is kind of, in a way, the heart of the matter, uh, you know, and I say I say that in a kind of a joke because a lot of these obstacles you can tie them to the seven chakras. You know, my book, The Seven Transformations, this podcast, this is related to the chakra structure, and uh, you know, the fourth chakra is related to the heart. That's your heart chakra. It is the place that you know is the source of giving and love and generosity and risk-taking, courage, you know, those kind of things. And of course, the opposite of that is what? Being in shortage, fear, survival, you know, not wanting to be vulnerable. When you have a closed heart, it's it's palpable. You aren't generous. You are, and generosity doesn't mean just with your money, but with everything. 
You know, somebody with a closed heart is not going to put 100% of themselves in anything. So, you know, that's something you have to watch for because there are many things that injure our hearts. Relationships, traumas, wounds, um, feeling that we don't have enough resources, you know, being in survival mode. Generosity is not just something with money. It is something, it is a, is a spiritual vibration. Generosity and abundance are very related. If you're generous, it, it only creates abundance. And the thing to be said about that is that gratitude is actually the source of generosity. You cannot give something away that you don't have. And in order to be complete and filled up so that you can give away, you must be grateful. If you're grateful, then you see that you are enough, you are filled with joy, you have all the world to give, and that naturally creates generosity. So in order to maintain our heart chakra, to maintain our generosity and abundance, gratitude is really the key for everything. You look at all the successful people, and they have a habit of gratitude. So that's something to be put down. You know, look at that every day. Look at when you go into shortage mode. I know personally if I'm going, you know, to to buy something and I expect it to be a certain price and then it's not, boom, in- instantly triggered me into shortage mode and now I get trying to have a nickel and dime everything. And you have to be aware of those behaviors because, you know, that's a silly example, but there are more serious ones out there that will put you in a survival mentality, which is impossible to be grateful when you are like, it's either one or the other. There's a quote that I absolutely love by Albert Einstein. It says, you can see the world as a miracle, you know, that everything's a miracle or that nothing is. So it's either one or the other. You know, you can't be in survival mode and then be grateful. It's one or the other. So that is something that is very important. And of course, above the heart is your throat. You know, if you're familiar with the chakras, your throat is the source of communication. It's where your voice is, right? It's where you express your thoughts and feelings. And if we look at that place as a place where an obstacle would be, it's natural to think that complaining and how you voice your words is the dominion of that area. You know, so your your language, how you talk about situations, you are always going to feel a certain way about something. Something's going to happen you don't like it, so it occurs to you in a certain way, and it's in your mind. And when you put it through your voice and you voice it, you give it more power. Not only because you have brought it into the real world, but you are also influencing the minds of others. Your language, your words create realities in other people's minds. Now, whether they choose to believe that reality, who knows? Depends how ridiculous it is. But you do influence others, and others influence you. That's why they say if you're surrounded by complainers, you're going to become a complainer, because you all influence each other. We we create these neural networks for each other. We're a group mind. So, you know, how you speak, how you manage your complaints, it's okay to complain. You know, everybody does, but manage it. Give yourself... A little bit of time to blow off steam, but that's it. If you're a chronic complainer, you need to address and look at that and observe it because it is impossible to be grateful 
if you are building a habit of complaining. That is exactly the opposite. So, uh, you know, and complaining is intimately tied to the sixth obstacle, which is not getting what we expect, <laughs> you know. This is more related to the mind, obviously, you know, the sixth chakra. It's having to do with the mind. And the mind is really a place of judgment, if you think about it. You know, the mind makes comparisons about things. It puts labels on on different situations, and it judges. That's what it does, its job. And that is useful for certain things, but other things it's not, and we know that. So oftentimes, one of the biggest obstacles to being grateful is creating an expectation in our minds of what the future will hold and not meeting that expectation. That's very common. You know, the mind's job is to create futures and plan and expect. That's what makes our species, you know, unique. But also tied in with that is that, you know, it's not going to happen necessarily how it is in your mind. So then what? You know, then you get frustrated. So managing failed expectations and your mind, especially in this in this particular topic, is a key to maintaining gratitude. Gratitude also happens in the mind in the sense that, you know, it's it's in language. Language is where the you know, the mind is where language occurs, and gratitude happens in language because gratitude is a reframing of a situation. The situation ultimately is meaningless. If you get a flat tire, it's a flat tire. You know, there's no meaning to that. But your mind is going to say, damn it, you know, I didn't expect that. This is stupid. I'm wasting my time. What a joke. I can't believe this. So you're adding those meanings to it, which is normal. It's a normal reaction. That happened to me quite recently. So that's why I'm mentioning it. But, you know, that's all added on my part. And, you know, you have to manage your mind and say, well, you know what, actually this is an opportunity because I got to learn about practicing, you know, putting a tire on or it gave me some time to slow down and maybe I would have gotten in an accident if I didn't get a flat tire. I mean, whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter. But the point is that all of that conversation happens in the mind. So your mind is a powerful tool. It is also one of the obstacles, the seven obstacles to gratitude that you have to monitor on a daily basis. Uh, so, you know, let's let's review it up to here. You got one more. So number one is the speed of your life. Go slow. Gratitude happens at a slow pace. Number two is your senses. Learn to use your senses because they are the key to experiencing life at its fullest. And when we experience life at its fullest, there is nothing but gratitude that arises from that experience. Number three is your energy, your physical body. Maintain it to be healthy. There's many strategies out there. I'm not going to talk about them here, probably in a later episode, but your body, the strength of your body, the vitality, that's something you need to maintain. And regardless of your efforts, you will also still have days where you don't want to get out of bed. And in those days, being accepting, being forgiving of your body, knowing that it is trying its best, having faith, and just observing that it's normal to have those kind of days. Those are how you manage your energy as an obstacle to gratitude. Find something that you're grateful for that day, and it will totally flip it around 
rather than letting the low energy of that day rule your life. The fourth one is shortage or survival, you know, survival mentality, not, you know, being generous or abundant. And those things are all tied to gratitude because if you have enough in your life, if you have reframed the situation or your life as having enough and being abundant, then generosity is soon to follow. So your heart is open and grateful and giving. And that is the key. <clears throat> Excuse me. The fifth one is your words, your voice, your your expression into the outward world. You know, complaining is the main word here. Watching how you structure your words about a situation because they, when you talk, you release the information in your mind into the real world. And when you do that, you are creating. Whether you realize it or not, you're creating in others' minds. You're creating more power to that situation when you bring it to life with words. So watch your words. You know, and conversely, your words are also a powerful tool for gratitude. You know, expressing your gratitude to, to people for who they are in your life, for what they've done, and taking the time to really authentically create a compliment. Not just like, oh, hey, I'm grateful for you. No, that's not enough. Be specific with your language. It's uncomfortable, but that will be a huge transformative opportunity for you, especially with the ones you love. And the sixth obstacle is not getting what we expect. It is managing the judging nature of our mind. It is its nature to create futures and expectations. And those things are tools. They're not bad. They're just tools. And of course, like any tool, it can be misused. So learning to practice a more forgiving an open mindset will allow you to not get too attached to a failed expectations because it always happens. And that is a major obstacle to seeing the wonder that's around you. You know, if I give you a piece of paper and there is a tiny little dot on it, you're going to see the dot, not the piece of paper. That's human nature because the mind separates things and isolates them. Well, don't look at the dot. Look at the fact that you got a piece of paper to write on. You know, this is the lesson. So all of these are very important. And there is a seventh obstacle. If you are familiar with the chakras, your seventh chakra is at the top of your head. It's the crown. And it's more related to, you know, your one through six is more of your body and mind. And your seventh is related to your connection to the universe, your higher purpose, your higher self the cosmos, all these kind of things. It's a little more esoteric. And in this sense, you know, one obstacle to gratitude is cynicism. I'm going to use the word cynicism because cynical, to be cynical is to have lost your childhood wonder, your childhood curiosity, you know, your, your wonder and awe at the universe, at the bigger picture, your spiritual thinking. This is something I will go into detail more later in a later episode, but Cynicism is something you have to watch for because it is very subversive and it is very uh, under the radar. We live in a very superficial world that has convinced most of us that this is all there is. And when you lose sight of the bigger picture, when you lose sight of the mystery of the world, you know, we don't live in nature so much anymore. 
we don't get it to see its uh, its cycles and to see take time and go slow and see its beauty these types of things that inspire gratitude they also inspire a spiritual way of thinking they also inspire a you know seeing the bigger picture seeing the purpose of everything seeing that this is a mechanism that we all belong in that there is a direction to our lives that you know all these things are related to spiritual thinking which is also related to gratitude because if you're cynical you know for example you may think that vocalizing your gratitude to somebody is very cheesy or stupid or fake or inauthentic you know when you say oh my gosh like thank you for that i really appreciate that or you may see customer service as just a bunch of bs people trying to be nice those kind of thoughts are very subversive because they they don't tend to hit a red flag because it's very commonplace to think that way but they are the seeds of cynicism and cynicism like anything else is on a spectrum obviously it can be very cynical or even just minor you know very you know minor level of cynicism but it is a very subversive weed in your mind that you must not let it grow because it will grow and it will devour your life and in the process become a huge obstacle not only to gratitude but your own spiritual growth your own finding of purpose and seeing something bigger than just yourself and your own life in this particular time so anyway like i said i'll talk more about these things in future episodes but these are the seven obstacles to gratitude gratitude is an immensely important habit in your life i know this is a longer episode thank you so much for listening. I'm going to review them really quick, but I thought this would be a very valuable episode. A lot of people have given me a lot of feedback that they want to hear more about gratitude, so I think this is uh, an extremely valuable thing to keep in the conversation. So, again, seven obstacles of gratitude. The one is the speed of your life. Go slow. Take time. Don't go fast. That is how gratitude happens when you're going slow. Number two is your senses. Learn to develop your senses, and they will reward you with joy of experience. Number three, maintain your body so that it is vital and it serves you well. And when it isn't, be accepting and forgiving and find something that you're grateful for because that will definitely change the mental impact on your energy that day. Number four is being abundant and generous watching out for things that put you in a shortage or survival mode. Life is not as dangerous as you think it is. Learning to be giving in everything that you do, regardless of the fear of risk or losing. And this will maintain the cycle of abundance and generosity and gratitude that creates wealth. And also, you know, again, I'll use the word again, abundance because it's a great word. It's not about wealth necessarily. It is about being full. Uh, Number five is complaining in your words. The power of your words to create reality in other people's minds, in your own mind, is very strong. We do not realize the power of our words. And when you do, you will become the master of your domain because words shape the situation. And most of the time we are complaining, so that's a huge obstacle to gratitude. You have to watch out for that. Sixth is not getting what we want because our mind 
you know, creates an expectation, creates a future. And as a result, we, <laughs> we don't get what we want and we get frustrated. So managing your mind so that it does not run away ahead of you and utilizing acceptance again and forgiveness because the mind is a tool that you should use, not the other way around. And the final one is cynicism. It is your, basically, the, the condition of being an adult and being tied up in this culture and this rat race in seeing with blinders, not seeing the bigger picture, being cynical about different things, different possibilities, not being open-minded. Your cynicism is what cuts your connection to the greater spirit, the greater universe, the greater picture, and in the process cuts the connection to peace and gratitude and joy and all these things that we feel when we are connected. Cynicism is the separating mechanism of of our thinking, and it's something that we have to keep in check all the time. So I'll be speaking more about these things. These are the type of things that I love to talk about. Uh, again, this is a longer episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that it's helped you out. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to reach out. You know, I love talking about these things, uh, and they will be making their way into future episodes. So thank you so much. Uh, if you're curious about gratitude, I do write about it every Sunday on my blog. It's uh, twodoorsblog.com, spelled two like the number two, T-W-O-D-O-O-R-S, B-L-O-G dot com. That's where I maintain my blog. And every Sunday, I do a Grateful Sundays post that I also reflect on gratitude. And so thank you for listening. I hope you guys are having a wonderful evening or day or wherever this happens to find you. And we will see you next time. This is the Seven Transformations podcast. My name is Tudor, and thank you for listening. <laughs>